Hello everyone and welcome to the 20th and 21st day of the 30 days of gratitude and thankfulness and um, this video is going to be combined chapter 20 and chapter 21st and I have to say that um, studying the book of Proverbs have been an eye-opener for me uh, not only do I want to share God's words with everyone but let everyone know that I have been applying these in my own life. Um, like I said, it has been a nine opener. I have learned so much from the book of Proverbs and um, it has helped me get closer to God and also learn about God's word. Proverbs chapter 20, verse nine. Who can say, I have made my heart clean. I am pure for my sin. We all sin, therefore anyone who says that they don't, they lie to themselves and to God. Ephesians 1 um, verse 7. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Christ sacrificed His life to set us free, which means that our sins are now forgiven. Christ did this because God had mercy for us. There is no other human living or dead or any other gods that cannot solve sins or redeem you from your past, present, or future sins. There is also no other sacrifice in human history that has been done or completed. The only one is of our Lord Jesus Christ sacrificed in the cross roughly 2,000 years ago. There is a quote by John MacArthur, and it goes like this, A man who is not concerned about having his present sin cleans has good reason to doubt that his past sins has been forgiven. A person who has no desire to come to the Lord for continued cleansing, cleansing has no reason that he ever came to the Lord to receive salvation. And this quote can be found in www.biblereasons.com. We are challenged to live our daily lives renouncing sinning. And if we sin, we must repent daily. However, this does not give us a golden ticket or whole pass to continue to sin and then say, I was tempted or I was weak. As hard as it's going to sound, it is not acceptable in God's eyes. Choosing to do it because you have an excuse will not solve it. On the other hand, to say I felt tempted, but I prayed for God's strength to remove that stronghold, or I felt weak, but I asked God to help me to be strong in order to make good decisions. This sounds more like the person is working on sinning less. Choosing to sin or not to sin is an individual decision. The enemy may also use others to influence us into doing what they are doing because it's fun, risky, or entertaining. So if you have a shearing crowd who shears you on when you're sinning and telling you that it's okay, you're choosing to please them, not God. If they tell you that you're no fun because you refuse to do what they want, then they're not really your friends. It is important as a believer to stand up for your Christian values and to also take a good look at yourself and determine what God will you serve. 
because God is not going to ask a shearing crowd, should I punish him for his sin? Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I'm pure from my sin? Um, the next um, verse is uh, verse 11, and I titled this one, Building of Character Through Suffering. In chapter 19, verse 11, even a child is known by his deeds, whether what he does is pure and right. Even a child knows what they have done wrong. Do we? According to the Nelson's NKJV Study Bible, people's character is known through their deeds, which means that at an early, at an early age, a moral compass may be observed and carried on to adulthood. Depending on how you were raised, what you were exposed to, if good or bad, as this will have contributed to the upbringing of the person. Therefore, empathy, self-control, choosing right or wrong, as an empowered individual that has gained self-awareness to understand consequences of their choices. Some individuals were raised in an environment in which things were accepted and considered as normal, but in reality were not normal at all, but dysfunctional behavior passed on into the family through generational sin. In Numbers 14, 18, it states, The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love and forgiving sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation. And the Bible also clearly tells us that Jesus Christ's sacrifice has broken all generational curses and strongholds attached to them for those who believe in him. The Bible also tells us that as soon as the person is able to recognize sin as sin and knows what he or she is doing wrong, then they are responsible for their own sins. Furthermore, Ezekiel 18.20 affirms, the one who sins is the one who will die. The child will not share the guilt of the parent, nor the parent share the guilt of the child. The righteousness of the righteous will be credited to them and the weakness of the wicked will be charged against them. God delivers us from any generational sin or stronghold through his sacrifice, um, blood shed for our sins. It is recommended for anyone who is a new believer to work on self-deliverance from generational strongholds. In chapter 20, verse 30, blows that hurt cleans away evil, as do stripes the inner depths of the heart. We all don't like to experience hurt, pain, or any hardship, but God can turn any hurtful, painful, or hardship situation that was meant for evil into good. This verse speaks to the fact that we must suffer through trials and tribulation in order to be truly cleansed from any spiritual strongholds. Within the same process of cleansing and purification, we release our ego. This process goes deep cleaning within the heart to expose and uproot sin from the deepest, innermost part of our soul. This process can be humbling, leave us feeling hopeless or overwhelmed. The story of Job is a good example. Job felt that God had abandoned him in the same way we sometimes feel like God has left us during the most desperate times of our trials. It is totally um, the opposite. This is when he's actually watching from watching us from a distance to see how and when we are going to react, give up, or push forward. 
God wants for us to also act by fighting back or pushing forward. At times when it becomes so overwhelming, he is actually carrying us through the situation. I'm pretty sure that you all heard the poem, Footprints. Lord, you told me when I decided to follow you, you will walk and talk with me all the way. But I'm aware that during the most troublesome times of my life, there is only one set of footprints. I just don't understand why. When I needed you most, you leave me? He whispered, my precious child, I love you and I will never leave you, never ever during your trials and testings. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. And the author of this poem is named Mary Stevenson, and she wrote this in 1936. It is not until we learn our lessons that he let us know, I've been here all along. Romans 8:28, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. Chapter 21 of Proverbs, and the title is, what's in your heart acknowledging your sins in verse um, 2 every way of man is right in his own eyes but the lord weighs the heart so what's in your heart in mark 7 verse 20 to 23 esv version states and he said what comes out of a person is what defiles him for from within out of the heart of men come evil thoughts sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. It is easier for us to repress our sins as not to face them head on, as it is less painful. God is everywhere, so he already knows. He just waits on us to acknowledge our sins and repent. Because one thing is to acknowledge it, that it happened, and another is repenting. Some people are not capable of either. Some may acknowledge but refuse to repent. In verse 27, God says that the spirit of the man is like a lamp as he searches the depths of the heart. It is possible to change from past decisions. He's asking us to dig deep, catch and release, then repent. Why? Because we have to find the sins which we have tried so hard to forget as they may be lying dormant in a compartment of our soul. Repress because it's too painful to deal with. Still, we need to tackle that stronghold in order for it to be removed. How can we do this? First, we need to acknowledge, repent, and ask for total deliverance of any strongholds attached to these sins. Forgiveness comes when we have acknowledged and have repented from the sin. In Romans 3.23 states, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God asks for acknowledgement of your sins and to repent from them. He will then create a new heart and mind that will be transformed and demonstrated in your character. If your heart can talk, what will it say? In verse 16, a man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. 
one thing that this verse has highlighted is that that knowing the truth and disregarding it is like being surrounded by death. According to the NKJV Study Bible, death in these verses may speak of physical death rather than spiritual death. And this can be found in page 1062. For someone who already knows the truth about salvation and has known God, it's a bad decision to reject his truth. In Hosea 4 verse 6 warns us about having lack of knowledge. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I rejected you from being a priest to me. And since you have forgotten the law of God, I will also forget your children. And in 1 John 3, verse 6 to 10, no one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God sees abiding him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this, by this is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. This verse speaks volume about um, uh, sin, that nothing speaks about eternal life or our salvation and redemption that is found in our Lord Jesus Christ. Today's prayer. Lord, today we thank you for your sacrifice in the shedding of your blood over 2,000 years ago to redeem us from our sins. Thank you for forgiving our sins and allowing us to be renewed redeemed and restored by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, God, for removing every generational sins from our family and strongholds through the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Give us self-control, strength, and discernment to not fall into temptation when we feel weak or we feel like giving up. God, help us to search our hearts to catch and release all of our sins by acknowledgement and through repentance. Lord, we pray for those who have wandered away from you, that their hearts can be touched and that they can repent and come back to the truth. Like a good shepherd, you leave the 99 just for one because they are loved and just as important to your kingdom. Let your Holy Spirit not only protect us, also give us the strength to continue to push forward in victory. You understand that choosing to live righteousness is challenging and difficult at times. We also understand that in our lifetime, we will be presented with many spiritual battles that only you, Lord, can handle because you have already won the war in victory. Lord, help us understand that when we experience hurt, pain, or trials, it is a time of growing spiritually and of getting stronger in our walk with you that's just as deep as the hurt, the pain, or the trials that we have experienced, the deeper the healing and the larger the blessings will be. We also give you gratitude for those trials because we know that 
A life serving you is a life of joy and contentment, not one of sorrow or pain. Jesus, help us develop the character of a victor and warrior for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.